Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, welcome back to another amazing episode of Mental Health Mondays. I truly cannot thank you guys enough for this. I was even talking to my brand manager about shit, and he was like, dude, the TikTok content is actually funny. You should think about starting a podcast. And I was like, well, guess what? On it every single Monday, man. So uh, without further ado, we have some amazing, amazing questions. Six so far. I think we should be able to get into all of them. I love doing this. So literally, this is what's going to happen until we feel like playing Call of Duty. All right. Well, or until we run out of questions. Usually run, we uh, run out of questions. So our very first question of the day is from Mr. Progresso Soup, Brian Campbell Soup himself. He says, how do you deal with the part where you have to be bad slash fail at things before you really get a hang of them? I struggle really bad with the idea, with that idea slash the thought of the future. And that usually leaves me not wanting to try the thing to begin with. So I remember when you asked this last week and I remember being so seen and heard by this question because I am the exact same way. So how do you deal with the part where you have to be bad and fail at things before you really get the hang of them? For me, it ends up being the fact that I enjoy the act of doing whatever it is, right? So for example, one of the main things that I'm realizing about why I haven't wanted to create offline content is because I'm nervous about it failing, right? I think I'm funny. I love the content I create. I, I humbly believe that if you're not enjoying and laughing at the shit you're creating, then you probably are not creating the right things. So because I have this vision in my mind of how I want this sketch to look or how I want this video or shot to look, I have to then realize that, I, that I'm not an expert, that I'm not perfect, that I'm not excellent or acceptable in whatever it is that I'm doing. Right. So I know that I don't know everything about lighting and angles and all that stuff, but I do know that I enjoy people making people laugh. So I am willing to fight through the uncomfortability of doing that poorly because I know that I'm also enjoying the process. It's, it's similar to working out, right? If you are not in the best shape of your life, but you do enjoy lifting or you do enjoy being active right? When you go and start working out for the first time, you're not going to be good at it. You're not going to be able to do all the pushups you want. You're not going to be able to run as far as you want. You're not going to be able to have the endurance, whatever it is that you are wanting. So you find the smallest version of that, that you can do that you enjoy, and then slowly work up to just a consistent level of perhaps being better at it or more, uh, you have better endurance, more, whatever that might look like for you, you know? So, um, let's say you're trying to be a good painter, right? It's hard when you finish a drawing and you look at it and you're like, that is absolute shit. So what I would recommend, and this is what I would recommend is stop focusing on the end result, focus on the act of doing and being in the moment with whatever it is that you're trying to get better at. And I think if you can fall in love with the act of doing, it then becomes 
less important on how it turns out. But when you fall in love with the process, you want to do the process more. So if you're doing the process more, then that means that the end result is only going to get better, right? So you have to accept that you're not going to be good or that the end result is not going to be what you want it to be. You then have to find some aspect of what you're doing to fall in love with the process and then find a way to fall in love with that process for as long as possible, as much as that process is possible, because that will allow you to only then get better to the point where that end result ends up improving, you know? So that's my suggestion with that. It's super, super hard, man. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. But if you, like I keep, I will repeat, if you can find a way to fall in love with the process, then you will, it won't, you won't even have to think about it. So that's what I got for that. I hope that one helped. And dude, I appreciate you. And I thank you for that question. All right. Next one we have from Mr. Blakely. Blakely says, so my little, uh, my little brother is getting married this weekend. And although I'm not the best man, I am a groomsman. Basically what it boils down to is I sort of feel guilty that I didn't try harder to make it seem like I wanted to help make it special. We ended up not planning a bachelor party or anything. And in my head, it's because I didn't like to plan. I didn't like, I didn't set the plan into action and request a venue or whatever. Anyways, I was super anxious just about having to go to a formal wedding in general, let alone try and plan a bachelor party or something with your brother's friends. And then my brain tells me, why would it be an obligation to plan any of this? I'm stressed enough just trying to buy the outfit for it. I don't know, just an internal conflict of not my problem and feeling, a bad, and feeling bad about it. Dude, I love that. And I know there wasn't a question in this, but I, I can understand how many people get pressured into this stuff, man. They become the best man. They become X, Y, or Z, and they then have all this pressure to do certain things. And here's, here's my complete belief. And I'm happy that the wedding was freaking answered or was, was freaking awesome because that's all we could ask for. What I would say is that, well, my, what I am trying to get better at because of someone, I, I resort to anxiousness, right? When it comes to um, my attachment style, when it comes to friends and shit like that is I am anxious unless I know we're cool, right? If we communicate about the fact that we say we're cool about whatever it is, I then become the most secure person on the planet and I'm good. So if you are feeling guilty, if you are feeling any which way about it, bring it up to your brother. Say, hey, I'm feeling bad because I felt like I didn't do enough. And one of two things is going to happen. You can either then ask your brother how he felt. Maybe he did feel let down. Maybe he didn't even give two shits and you're worrying about absolutely nothing. But one of the main reasons why I like to have open and honest communication is ev in every single one of my relationships is the fact that it then removes this problem, right? Because I know with every single one of my friends, if, if there is something wrong that I have done or something that they need to tell me about that they are bothered by, they are not the type of people that are going to sit on it and make me guess about what is wrong. They are going to say, dude, when you did that, it bothered me or you not doing this or blah, 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 bothered me. So then I'm not stuck there worrying about something that I don't know if I should even be worried over. So 
bring it up to the brother, bring it up to your brother. Be like, Hey dude, I know that there's usually, I'm, I'm feeling guilty about the wedding. I don't know what you were expecting, what you are not, but, and here's the thing. You can even ask him how he felt about it, what he was expecting and all of those things before you even apologize. Because guess what? If he literally was fine and happy and overjoyed with everything you did, then there's no even, there's no reason for you to even go in and start with an apology because there's nothing for you to be sorry for. And that's one of the, one of the trickiest things that I've started to realize in my relationship with just everyone. And especially since, you know, starting to talk with Morgan and she's not as big on her phone. So there were certain times where I'm like, fuck dude, did I do something wrong? And I'm like, you know what? I've, I've talked about open and honest communication and we've talked about it enough that if something's wrong, you're going to tell me. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here wondering if something's wrong when there's literally nothing wrong because we've communicated about it. We know that, hey, if you're bothering me, I'm going to tell you. If I'm bothering you, you're going to tell me. Other than that, I don't have anything to worry about. So that's, that's my belief with that, man. I think, you know, if your brother hasn't brought anything up to you, I would say you're fine. I also don't know how well you and your brother communicate. So yeah, if you're still feeling a, a certain way about it, even though you had an amazing time, ask him, hey, were you bothered by? I was feeling guilty about, did it bother you? Am I wasting my time being guilty about this or feeling something, feeling a, a, X, Y, or Z, you know? Um, so yeah, dude, just ask. I know I would have just straight up asked, what do you want? Like, that's always my go-to. If I am ever in charge of something or if there's any expectation in terms of a party or something that someone else wants, the first thing I'm going to ask is, what do you want? And then that way, if I do everything that you just said, then there is zero reason why you're going to be upset with me. I'm not a mind reader. I, that's not a skill I've been able to cultivate over my almost 30 years of being on this planet. So if you want something done, you're going to have to tell me what that is because I can't read your mind. So dude, I'm happy the wedding, the wedding ended up going beautifully though. And I hope you end up having the conversation with your brother. Or if not, I just hope that your mind ends up being a little bit more, uh, more relaxed and more clear knowing that you did what you could, you know? All right, friends. We got another amazing question from the one and only Gabriel uh, Brown. He says, how do you substitute gym workouts for workouts at home? Wifey and I are trying to get ripped. Well, there's one exercise that I can think you guys can do for quite some time or for us men, about 30 seconds, and that can burn a hell of a lot of calories. But if that's not something you're looking to do, um, brother, I, honestly, the best thing would just look up body weight, uh, body weight squat or body weight workouts. You can from bodybuilding.com. They have a bunch of them. You can get them from most of the major supplement companies. I'm pretty sure have like a workouts section, but I mean, you could do pushups, body weight lunges, body weight squats. You, there's certain like back stuff you could do with random stuff around the house. Yeah, just look up, if you look up uh, just at-home workouts or bodyweight workouts, you will find so many things. And then even if you guys don't want, to, don't want to go to the gym, but you want to add weights, if you find even a pair of like five or 10 or 15 pound dumbbells at a big five or something like that, there are plenty of workouts that you guys can definitely find, uh, can definitely put together with even just lower weight stuff or even kettlebells. Kettlebells are big, dude. You can do... 
so much with those, like a good 25 to 30 pound kettlebell. You guys will be ripped in no time. Gabriel, appreciate the question, dude. I'm also liking the lightness of some of these. This is good. This one is going to be a very tough question for us to answer. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to answer it myself, but I'm definitely gonna be looking to you guys for some support here. So, and I, we're not saying who asked the question, but I'm very sorry that you, I just want to predicate that I'm very sorry you're having to go through this, and know that the community has your back, and we love you, and we're gonna support you in any way we can. So. I have it under very good authority that my wife has been cheating on me for the past four months. I have no tangible proof, but I trust the person that told me with your, with their life and with your kids' lives. I don't know how to confront this, but since I've learned this, everything makes sense now. Her behavior, her being secretive, her changing her phone password and removing your face ID. I don't know what to do. I have time to figure it out as she is on a work trip in Nevada for three weeks. Um, okay. First off, if we could get some puppy love in chat. Um, damn, dude. Cause you, you said your kids as well. I don't know if that is kid plural live or singular kid. Either way, that is not something fun to be going through. Yeah. Here's here. I will give you, like I say in the freaking questionnaire, I'm not an expert. This should not be deemed expert advice. I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not a family counselor. I'm not anything. I'm a dude in front of a computer who's learned some things and has some opinion on stuff, who has some opinions on stuff. Without knowing the entire situation, because I feel like it's very, it's very predicated on gosh darn it man i truly don't i i don't know where to start so i'm just gonna start where my brain is my first yeah oh, dude there's just so many pieces to this here i'm just gonna say words i don't know your financial situation I don't know who has the financial power in the family. I don't know if your wife would try and use your kid against you. I don't know the financial situation. Is it one of those you can easily just take your kid and leave? Is it one of those you have to stay with your partner? Is it one of those you trust that your partner would not do this again? Do they have a history of this? There's so many of those things to consider. So first and foremost, I think the question you need to ask yourself is, is this something you can forgive without knowing the details, without knowing why, without knowing any of that? Is this something that you feel you could forgive? Because that answer is going to dictate the rest of how you deal with this. Because if it's something that you can't deal with, then your marriage is over. You're going to be getting a divorce. You're going to have to go through all that. So if that's the case, I, I literally know nothing about what would go on with that. But that, that I feel is a very, 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 um, 
it's a very insane thing. Fuck it. It's insane, dude. You don't know what the fuck to do. Your kids are everything to you and you will do what is best for them. You don't know what about, you don't know what to, you don't know what to do about this. She has been your rock for four years. You're completely heartbroken. So you can't, the trust is gone. <sighs> dude, I, why is this making me so emotional? This is why I couldn't be a therapist. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm so sorry, dude. Um, then if the trust is gone, what I see then is you start, you start, you start preparing for your life without her, dude. Um, and look, we have many people here as someone who was cheated on in a previous marriage weeks after the wedding. You're very sorry it wrecked you for about a year, but time does heal. You're not, hap you're not happily married to someone else. You're not happily married to someone else with a beautiful kid. Just don't put your kids in the middle of this. I love that. Um, yeah, man. I think then it's, it's what do you need to do for you? Oh, you're happily married. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, heirs. I, I was like, Lokes, I'm pretty sure you're happily married now. A <laughs> great typo. Yeah, I mean, then Lokes, what did you do? What was your process? I think, yeah, separation. I would say talk to a lawyer. And truly, I would start preparing yourself for life without that person. Um, Yeah, also, only advice that you said you do what's best for your kids. They sense moods and things are wrong. Don't drag it on. Don't lie to them. Also, if that's something that, as someone who doesn't have kids, but as someone who wasn't told everything as a child, despite knowing that things were off, talk to them, dude. Um, I, I, I don't, I, when it comes to actually, you know, mentioning what your wife has done or to the extent that is going to be on you. I don't know how old your kids are. I don't know any of that. But even if you want to predicate it with things are going, things are going on between me and mom, it's not looking good. And then just being there to be able to talk to them. They're three and one. Okay. So they're not going to understand a lot of it. But again, I would at least... Uh, smoked a whole lot of weed. That'll do it. Yeah, I would, I would look and start getting yourself ready to be single. I would, yeah, like they said, talk to a lawyer. I would start maybe even get track of what is yours around the house, start figuring out just those logistics, but really put the focus on you and your kids and just love the shit out of them. Love the shit out of yourself. No. No, please know that it wasn't your fault. Know that people do dumb shit, even to those that they love the most in the world. Um, know that you have a community here. I don't know about your friend life, but I guarantee you, if you got some solid friends, they got your back as well. Um, and, uh, I know you're wanting to drink mosh pits, dude. I, we got your vibes here. Also keep going to those meetings, man. Keep going to those meetings. 
look after yourself. And by looking after yourself, I mean, take care of those kids and make sure you're in constant contact with friends, dude. Do not allow yourself as alone as you are going to feel throughout this. Know that you are not. Know that you have so many humans at your meetings in this community, in the goddamn world who give a shit about you, who care about you, who only want you to be happy. I am so sorry you're going through that, man. We got you. And if there's, feel free to always drop a question. We might not have the answers, but at least, I mean, you have some amazing human beings in here that have gone through the same thing that can lend an ear. And uh, also what Lokes is saying, also prepare your wife, uh, prepare for your wife to say and do things that you'd never imagine. Your ex, uh, his ex said things to him that made him say, who the fuck are you? Time moves on and things will definitely go better. Sounds cliche, but it's so true. It is true, dude. It is. And I'm so sorry, man. We love you. Let's get some more puppy loves in chat. All right. On to our next question. Dude, we still have four more. Hell yeah. Let's keep it going. So I've been in Colorado a year now. How do I feel looking back on the move? And do I care to dig into all the good, the bad, and the ugly of this change in my life? Oh my God, dude. Great freaking question, Heather. Great question. So, dude, today is just going to be an emotional day. Even going through this, I want to cry again. Why do I want to cry so badly today? I didn't want to cry or need to cry. Eh, mental health Mondays. We all need it every now and then, right? I, I, there, I'm at, I know why I'm feeling a little bit emotional. I'll get into that, I think. It, it's good emotions, though. I'm feeling, I'm feeling lots of love in my heart. Um, so, I've been in Colorado. How do I feel looking back on the move? I look back, and there, were, there have been so many times where I, I think I might have said it to you guys, to, to my friends. I, I don't know what I would have done if I stayed in L.A., I was so completely, absolutely miserable there and not enjoying myself. I don't, I, I really don't know. So I am so thankful for each and every one of you in this community for putting me in, for being able to put me in a position to be able to move out here when I was able to, because if I had stayed, I wouldn't have been able to make the move. Like I made the move at the exact right time. And I truly think that it's one of those hindsight's 2020. So I don't know Would I have continued to just, I mean, I still smoke weed, but would I have continued on that path of just junk food and shit and just insanely smoking weed, just not even caring about anything other than that. I, I just, I don't, I can't picture life back in Los Angeles. I cannot picture life outside of Colorado right now because just to deal with the good, the good has been friendships. The good has been community. I have an amazing woman that I'm talking to. We'll finally get to go on a date either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, I have, I'm, I have the closest friendships that I've had ever. I have the most amazing job. I'm finally figuring out how to balance everything and, and what I want. I'm working more with modeling than I have ever had before, which is I'm loving it. The people that I have at jujitsu, at volleyball, at the gym are just the nicest and most lovely people in my life. I'm just jazzed every single day to get to do what I do here. And it's, 
it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And I mean, honestly, there hasn't, there hasn't really been bad or ugly. Like, yeah, it's been unfortunate worrying about, uh, finances a little bit here and there, but I'm naturally a financially anxious person. So it makes sense that that would be really the only thing that I'm anxious about these days. But I'm just so, I'm so thankful for everything that's happened. I'm so thankful for my relationship with Candace that I had, um, because that was the first relationship in my adult life that I was 100% myself that I fully felt like I finally felt what it was like to just be me, to communicate my feelings, frustrations, curiosities, anger with a person in my relationship. Even if there were things that were bothering, that she was bothering me, usually I would keep that to myself because the last thing I would want to do was make my partner feel any certain way, but that's not how you have a relationship. You have communication about things. And so getting to do that was absolutely just incredible. Um, so yeah. And then other than that, dude, I'm just like, I love it. I love creating content. I love entertaining. I love making people laugh. I love having just a stupid fucking time and enjoying myself and recording stupid shit. Like, it, it's just, I'm just so grateful, man. I'm so grateful I took the step to move out here because I, I, I couldn't even tell you where I would be, what life would be looking like if it weren't for having moved here, if it weren't for every single person in this community, if it weren't for the mods, if it weren't, like, I... I I really don't know, man. I really don't know. So I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what happens, dude. Turning 30 on Friday, getting to celebrate it with most of the people that I care most about in my life is, is, is really awesome. So thank you for that. I actually like that. I think on a year-to-year -year basis, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Oh my gosh, another amazing question. Heather, thank you for that, by the way. We have Courtney. Dude, the mods come up with such good questions. So you often talk about when I tell someone difficult things, it needs to be truthful, kind, etc. So what she's saying is that when I'm speaking to someone, there's four questions that it has to filter through, which is honest, necessary, kind, and true. So with that in mind, do I believe in complete honesty, transparency with someone? In other words, if someone is asking me for my perspective and opinion about something, do I not hold back? So here's the thing that the filter automatically answers that question, right? So let's say I have a friend. What would be a good example? I have a friend who is, well, I would never be friends with this person anyway, but they are, uh, they happen to be rude to servers or how they speak to servers can come off as rude. If I'm going to address this, I'm not going to say, dude, why are you such a dick to servers? No, it's going to be, Hey, so I've noticed that when we talk to servers, you seem to, your tone or something can come off across as a little hostile or as a little angry. What's up with that? Right? Because it asks a question. It's saying, hey, this is how, this is how you're being per uh, perceived. I don't know if that's true. And again, honest, 
Yes. Necessary. Yes. Kind. Yes. And true. Yes. That's how I'm perceiving that. So if it all really just matters on how you ask it for the most part, because, uh, let's say, um, it was, okay. If someone, A, I don't believe, I believe in not asking a question that you don't want the answer to. If it's something that you could be hurt by. So do you like this shirt? Does this shirt look good on me? No. I don't, I, my preference is that does not, that shirt does not make you look good. If you get upset with that, then don't answer the question or don't ask the question. And am I, am I going to say, oh, you're a fat piece of shit? No, that's, that's not how it's going to go. But just ask grit. We had, we had a talk on Sunday morning. And even after I was like, are you looking to vent or are you looking for advice? And I was like, awesome. This is how you came off a little bit. This is what I was picking up on. And usually it's all received very, very nicely because again, I'm not going to phrase it in a way that attacks you. No one, especially when it comes to vulnerability, no one is going to feel any better if you attack them. So you have to go within your own brain, figure out what the issue is, and then realize, is this something I want to bring up to them? There are certain things that I just won't bring up. Like if there's something that, it's like they have to change themselves or they're so for example, there's a certain, there's a, a certain person in my life and I, who I was friends with for a little bit and I don't talk to them anymore, uh, that I didn't like their voice, but that's not something that I'm going to bring up to them because it's something they can't change. It's something that is only going to hurt them, make them self-conscious and not something actionable. I think that's a big part is what you have to be talking about. There has to be some sort of action that you can take, right? So if, if there's something that I'm going to have to say, I don't like about you that you can't change, then I'm probably not going to bring it up. And then we just might not be friends. Like if it's one of those things that it's going to make it so that we're not friends, then that's just how it's going to be. But if there's something that's actionable that I feel like doesn't make one change who they are as a person and they are act, asking for that feedback or something like that, then that is, I have no problem giving that feedback. Um, you're self-conscious about everything thanks to your abusive parents. I hear that, dude. I hear that. And that's what, that, that can be such a tough one, dude. I would love if you wanted to ask a question. I can't read your name. If you exclamation question, I would love to address whatever it is that had gone on because that's as someone who was super self-conscious, who's super anxious about how I am perceived by other people. That's one of the main things that I've had to change. Now, does it help that I'm tall and model? Yeah. Makes it a little easier. It's not like I have to fight someone saying, oh, you're, you're fucking, you're so ugly. And I can within reason say, well, I'm assigned model. So to like technically no. But even that, it's taken confidence to get to that. Like when I, when I was talking to my therapist about my, uh, me talking to Morgan, whom I'm talking to now, she was like, I forget what, it was when Morgan and I first started talking, I was getting super, super, super self-conscious because she wasn't as, she wasn't replying as often as she was before. And I was just like, oh, does she like me? What is going on? I don't know. And she said, John, are you attractive? And I was like, 
I don't know. And she's like, well, are you? And I was like, okay, well, like technically I'm a model. She's like, what the fuck, man? Of course. Yeah. Some people are going to be intimidated X, Y, and Z. That's not the whole point of this. But I am, what I'm trying to say is even though I have proof that I'm attractive, it's still hard to actually accept yourself. So, and, and that's without having others say so many negative things. So dude, we got you. We love you. And all I want you to do is be your most authentic self. And those that choose to love you for that, those are who you keep in your life. Those who do not accept you for who you are, they're telling you that they don't want to be in your life. Boomtown, you know? Um, so yeah, that's really it. It's just, do you want to know the honest, if it's, if it's something that could potentially hurt them, if it's, do I look fat? Do I blah, blah, blah. Then ask, do you want the honest answer? <laughs> and then, because I'm going to communicate with you in an honest way, do you want to know the answer or not? That's, that's the pretty much listen to everything before that. Cause that's the more blunt version. But again, as long as it's honest, necessary, kind, true, and something that they can take action on. That's going to be the fifth thing. Honest, necessary, kind, and true. Can they actually change it? Are they in control of changing it? Start there. All right, next amazing question. We have from the one and only Mama Bree who's asking, I'm having an issue with trying to coexist with a family member you've taken in recently that doesn't understand what respecting other people's belongings, living spaces means. Communicating this problem usually leads to the other party shutting down or getting defensive. You feel like you've compromised as much as possible with them, but you still feel very overwhelmed with additional housework and home duties. How do you get them to understand why you're stressed without putting it on them? Ooh. Um, how, so how do I get them to understand why you're stressed without putting it on them? I think, ooh, that's a really tough one, especially with dealing with another person who's already taking things offensively. Um, one of the things that I think you can do is make it, especially when it comes to like the additional housework and home duties is try and make the comparison that it's the fact that there's an extra person, not because it's them, right? So if it becomes, Hey, I'm having to do extra stuff because you're here. That is where one can be like, Oh, because I'm here. Fine. Then I'll shut down. I won't be a burden, blah, 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 blah. I don't need to say anything. But what you can say is when there's extra people or when there's more people around the house, making it not specific to them, that can be a little bit of a disconnect so that it's not them that's doing it. It's another person that's doing it. Um, that can help. And then when it comes to communicating, I, I assume you're a very sweet person. Yeah, I could be wrong. You could be a total dick. I don't think so. Um, so I think one of the things you can do is also predicate your criticism with a compliment. Maybe I don't even know if that's possible. I don't know what type of person they are. If they do anything to help, maybe it's a, Hey, I noticed that you ended up pushing the, uh, putting the dishes away. And I want to say, thank you so much for that. Would you mind if next time, blah, 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 maybe something where you can, you can compliment and then add on the little thing that you want them to do. Um, when it comes to the people's belongings, that's just one thing that it's going to have to be a little bit more of a blunt conversation. It's the rules of the house. It's everyone does it. 
It's everyone participates. And then it's also making sure that everyone knows, does, and participates, right? Yeah, exactly. If they think they're the burden, then they think they're the burden. Like also throwing in those I feel statements. Oh, compliment sandwiches are not your style. Well, guess what? You're going to have to learn because not everyone is going to be receptive. And this is also the thing. I love that you just said that because tough shit, right? When you are, I'll phrase it, when you are the more mature person, when you are the figure of this, you are going to have to do things that aren't your style in order to get people to accommodate. Because guess what? Not everyone's leadership style is effective. Not everyone's reception of leadership style is effective. So if you're saying, hey, this is how I'm going to bring it up to you and that's not working and another solution is presented, but that's not how you do things, then you're going to continue just going in this cycle of shit and sadness that you're currently going in and it's just not going to continue to work, right? So you have to go a little bit out of your way to try and make them feel a little bit better and compliment or do that in order to make them a little bit more receptive. Um, and I love what Courtney just said. Sometimes growth on our part is necessary to facilitate the change we need in others. And I can tell you that that is what I'm going through right now because in a different way, how I am in relationships is the second I find someone that I'm attracted to and we actually get on pretty well, I want to drop everything in my life and spend time with them, right? Now, that is how I do things. But with Morgan, we have been talking for over a month, almost a month and a half, and we have yet to meet in person. We FaceTime multiple times a day, communicate every day, and yet that hasn't happened. Now, I could say, oh, this doesn't work. I need that instant gratification. This isn't fun. I haven't met her yet. Bullshit. And I can just give up on this amazing human being because I want something else that's a little bit more effective. If you want something to work, sometimes you're going to have to grow. Sometimes you're going to have to make the difficult decision. Sometimes you're going to have to be patient for another person, for yourself, whatever it might be, in order to get what you want. So... That is going to be tough, but I feel like if you can find a way to communicate and with this person, you're going to have to be very soft, very kind, make sure everything is honest, necessary, kind, and true emphasis on the kind, then I feel like you're going to be able to get somewhere. But if they are continuing to be made to feel like a burden, they are just going to continue to feel like that. So until you alleviate that from them in some way, most of it's going to be on them, but it's also on you. That's what you got to do. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm so sorry you're going through that, but I truly appreciate you asking. Uh, so, oh my gosh, Heather wants to know, what do I do on the days where my mental health gets to me? You've just lately been feeling really low mentally and you've been trying to get out of the funk with looking at positive affirmation and motivational videos and you've still seem a bit low. I love that. Um, so, while I don't love that you're not feeling down, I'm sorry that you're feeling down. I do love that you've been trying to watch the positive affirmation and motivational videos. One thing for me is 
like those don't work for me that often. I'm not a big, I, I actually cringe for the most part at those motivational videos of those get up and do something or you're strong or whatever, just because that's not how my brain works. Um, so what do I do on the days where my mental health gets to me? I'm still bad at, at doing the things that I know I need to do, but I go to my list. I, well, I, I still have the physical list, but I go to my feel good list and my feel good list isn't necessarily things that I feel good doing in the moment. It's things that I enjoy doing that make me feel good after. Right. So if I, I can actually, I'm pretty sure I even have the list still on here. Yeah, I have my, uh, oh no, that's my to do today. Yeah. So my to do today is when I, if I, if there's something that I need to check off, I have uh, journal my feelings. I have two different books that I have to read. I have stretch jujitsu, uh, another book, learn Spanish, learn ASL, practice aim trainer, meditate, take a walk, take a drive, listen to a podcast. Uh, and so I just go to that list. I also make sure that I go to the gym or I do something physically active. I will try and I'll usually try and reach out to a friend. If it's, if it's that sort of thing, I'll try and talk to Schaefer, Dom, Shelly, one of those kids. And just talk it out if I'm feeling like that. Otherwise, gym, jujitsu, stretch, really getting in my body. Breath work has been beautiful, especially while I've been walking. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Just reminding myself of the things that I love doing and really making an effort to do those things. The gym is number one for me. I would say playing with Nugget has also helped because that Nugget and puppies doing that sort of stuff gets me out of my head. I think some of the things that help the most can be the things that get you out of your head and get you the most present. So if you're the type of person who, when you're reading your thought, your mind is all over the place, probably not going to be the best thing for you. But if there's something you can do that takes your full focus, maybe it's like needlepoint or something where it's like you have to be present with everything that's going on. That usually is the best for my brain. Jiu-jitsu truly ends up being the jujitsu and the sauna usually end up being number one for that sort of mental relief, especially jujitsu, because there's literally no place, no place that I can focus on except for what's in front of me. Like maybe I can look up and see if someone else is doing a, another role and I'm like, oh, that was cool. But otherwise, no, I'm focused on my entire mind, body, and spirit on the person that I'm trying to strangle or joint lock in front of me. And that is amazing. Like there's, I can remember, oh dude, it was Saturday, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. Got to jujitsu, had a little bit of salad, which before jujitsu is amazing. And there was a role where there were no thoughts in my brain. I was literally, I was, my eyes were closed and it was just the most present I had felt in a long time, long time. There was nothing else in the world, no angst, depression, worry, other than what is happening in front of me. 
And so I think if you can get to that, if you can find that thing, that helps so much. So, 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 so much. So, um, yeah, that is, that's what I would say with that. And y'all, I think with that being said, we just might have finished our, our mental health Monday. So y'all, thank you guys for tuning in with this. I truly appreciate you. Don't worry. TikTok. We are going to end, but I'm going to come back because we're going to be switching over to Call of Duty. All right. Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're still going. Thank you guys for an amazing, 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 amazing mental health Monday. Feel free. Drop some comments. All right. The questionnaire is in the comment section below. Drop a comment. I would love to address it on stream on the podcast and see if we can't help you a little bit. Otherwise, I appreciate you guys for listening. Do me a favor, drop a like, comment, sub if you haven't. I appreciate you guys. I'll catch you next week for another amazing Mental Health Monday. Later.